0: If you're good at something, never do it for free. You're my older brother, and I love you. But don't ever take sides with anyone against the family again. I
1: bother you. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, welcome to the Podfellows Entertainment Podcast, where it's just two guys talking about their love of film and television. I'm Myron Kim, and joining me today is my good friend William Kill. Each week, we review a movie and do a deeper dive into a related topic. Today, we'll be doing a review of the film Ford vs Ferrari, which will be followed up by an in-depth look into the film career of Christian Bale. All right, so Christian Bale, Christian Bale. First one, first ever podcast, first to, ever to all our listeners out there, which might be just my wife, my sister, <laughs> um, I, your, I, I your could, girlfriend.
0: I'll try to get some friends on there. You know, yeah. we have friends. We, we have, have friends. friends. We
1: have friends. We have lots of friends. We have a lot of friends. Yeah, they're all in my head. Yes, <laughs> just kidding. They are in your head. They're not. I'm like, in I your promise. head too. I'm a figment of your imagination. Oh, I'm not geez. really here. Uh, this is scary. Yes. <laughs> it's like a beautiful mind. <laughs> oh, Jesus! <geez. laughs> and you're, you're the, Nash, the Nash guy. Russell Crowe. Uh, you looking Steve at me the way,
0: the way you're looking at me right now is very uncomforting uh, right yes. now.
1: <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. We were having a drink one day celebrating Will's yes. birthday, by the way. Please, we were talking background. about movies yes. and we were just thinking, you know what? We should make a podcast. I mean, I don't know if anyone's going to listen. I'm sure our friends will listen, but uh, mainly we just love to talk about movies. We're just listening to ourselves
0: right now. We're just going to listen to ourselves after we record this. Yeah.
1: So the question I have is, most people don't like the sound of their own voice, but do podcasters just like the sound of their own voice?
0: Uh, Interesting question, right? I'd have to ponder that one. I'm listening to my own voice right now because I'm the only one with headphones.
1: So like, oh yeah, yeah. (laughs) Because I'm not wearing headphones, actually. <laughs> no, you're not. Because I literally said, I don't like the sound. I don't want to hear my own voice. We have the jinkiest setup right well, which, now. <laughs> which makes me think, once again, Humble beginnings. Like, if you're an actor, if you're Tom Cruise, do you know you're like ridiculously good looking? Because most <laughs> people are like, I don't like how I look on camera. It adds 10 pounds. But if you're like Tom Cruise, are you like, wow, I look great on camera? Uh, for Tom Cruise, yes. Okay. For Tom Cruise. Yes. But oh, we're not all Tom yeah. Cruise. But not... But not... Um, rob pattinson mm, no no that's a hard no for me sorry yeah, even though he's also ridiculously good looking
0: mm, i mean i think Derek zoolander is very ridiculously good looking
1: oh yes yes that's a different topic yes
0: so wait well how was your weekend
1: actually uh my weekend was good got to enjoy a few things with the family um got to watch a little disney plus yeah which was disney, plus. Um, disney plus yeah um, so it came out, I think it was Tuesday and I was literally on my Apple TV waiting for the app store to release it. Mm-hmm. Soon as it, uh, went up, I literally screamed, found out that the original Star Wars trilogy was being featured on it in Could Did you 4K. demonstrate the screen? Uh, you can ask my wife. Okay. But she basically ran downstairs and said, what's wrong? And I said, Star Wars, 4K. I literally could not say full sentences. I was just like pointing at the screen, Star Wars, 4K, Dolby. <laughs> And then she literally just rolled her rolled her eyes and went back upstairs. But to someone like myself, this is a huge deal. There is only one place now where you can watch Star Wars in 4K, and that is Disney Plus. But is it really 4K? Let's just say it looks really good. Okay, it's the best I've seen it look. And I'm I'm one of those guys that really cares about how things look on my TV. Cool so, story, bro. That was great. Uh, and then you know, my wife and I just spent some time jumping around, watching 10 minutes of this, 20 minutes of that. Saw a little bit of Iron Man in 4K. Uh, watched the first twenty minutes of Up, which was once again—I think we forgot how traumatic it was—and we were quickly reminded, uh, uh, like there is a miscarriage scene in a in a Disney movie, and we were just like, "What the heck?" <laughs> yeah, so we watched. <laughs> how they allowed that? I don't know. And then one day, my son's gonna ask me, "What does that mean?" And I will say, <laughs> "Go ask your mother." <laughs> <laughs> yes. Wise. And then you know, watch Lady in the Tramp with my son as well, and uh, he he enjoyed that. I don't. This is the first time he actually sat through like twenty minutes of a movie without moving. Good. What did you do this weekend? What did you watch?
0: I literally just Netflixed and chill. not chill. No, not chill. Just Netflixed. Um, I watched The King. And uh, <clears throat> speaking of actually Robert Pattinson, as much as I don't really think of him as a great actor uh may only i think that's unfair only because i've only seen him obviously in the typical uh, twilight slash uh
1: water for you, elephants you need to watch more rob pattinson my friend more robert pattinson Dude is a phenomenal actor uh
0: well we'll see what well okay i will admit in the king it is uh, he is in it along with um what's the guy's name that plays henry v timothy chalamet Te- timothy chalamet uh, I, what else was he in? Actually,
1: uh, he was in a movie called A uh, Beautiful Boy. A Beautiful Boy. That was also in a movie called Call Me by Your Name, which he was nominated for. Yeah, he great did. young actor. Also in a movie called Lady Bird, which was crazy because he literally had Lady Bird and Call Me by Your Name come out that same year, and they were both nominated for Best Picture.
0: He he was great. Definitely, he definitely did a great job. But I will admit, Robert Pattinson did do a great job playing the prince of france uh i was very shocked i thought wow robert pattinson you i see a different side of you and i accept
1: so do you have faith in the new bruce i Wayne? don't know
0: i still that i don't know but
1: the better the bigger question is I, what will rob pattinson's batman voice sound like
0: rob pattinson
1: <laughs> yeah Patton, Pattinson, Pattinson, Pattinson. Pattinson. What what will his Batman voice sound like? Will it sound like Christian Bale's Batman voice? Which, uh, you know, we'll be talking about a little bit later. But Mm,
0: I feel like, where are the drugs going to? Swear to me. Uh, All I hear is freaking Twilight in my
1: head. Literally. You need to watch Good Time. Go watch Good Time. You'll have a good time watching Good Time. Say it.
0: What am I? Say it a vampire (laughs) I don't know it's just (laughs) but I'm Batman
1: (laughs) it's just the irony I don't know it's just so ironic do you you think Rob Pattinson's Batman when he when he uh, is in the light he'll shimmer he's gonna (laughs) shimmer with with diamonds yes yeah that that would be an interesting take
0: (laughs) oh man I just (laughs) just imagining like someone just saying you're beautiful I'm Batman
1: no, but but honestly, I think he's going to be, be, be a great Batman. He's going to be a diamond-studded yeah. he'll be, Batman. He'll be, he'll be the youngest Batman out there.
0: His Batmobile is going to be diamond-studded.
1: <laughs> Quite possibly. Oh, he's, he's the millennial Batman. <laughs> he'll show up 20 minutes late to a crime scene. <laughs> and be like, what? You weren't going to wait for me to do my job? Yeah.
0: I'm here, aren't I?
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's what matters, right? I'm here.
0: <laughs> yeah, fashionably late. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Those darn millennials. Spend <laughs> <for> another time. <laughs> Anyways, okay. So that was that was my weekend just okay. watching The King. Check it out if you have Netflix. Or if your sister or your brother or your aunt has Netflix, just hack their email or ask for it. Yeah. That's for free...
1: This is a whole other topic, by the way, because I'm just curious out there how many people share Netflix with people. How many, how many of you people don't pay for your Netflix? I don't. <laughs> I you. Ask.
0: What? My cousin says, hey, you want Netflix? I'm like, sure. Okay, hook it up. Done.
1: I literally have people using my Hulu, my Netflix. Yeah, but do Disney you let Plus. them? I do. Exactly. Because I'm a people pleaser and I don't like to say no.
0: Mm, you're yeah. a good man. I'm a good man. You are my cousin's a good man too. Yeah, but I don't have. I only have Netflix though. Yeah. So yes, let's now get started on what we are yeah. film here review to talk about. Yeah,
1: we're we're here to, we're here to do a film review. So uh, we're going to play a little a bit of an audio snippet from the latest trailer of Ford versus Ferrari, starring Christian Bale and Matt Damon, directed by James Mangold. Here we go. Do it. Look out there! Out there
0: is the perfect lap. You see it? I think so. Most people can't. Carol Shelby, maybe. maybe. Lee Coke. Ford Motor. Suppose Henry Ford II wanted to build the greatest race car the world's ever seen to win the 24 hours of Le Mans. What's it take? Well, it takes something money can't buy.
1: Money can buy speed. What in about speed? You need a pure racer behind the wheel of your car. That's Ken Miles. This isn't the first time Ford
0: Motors has gone to war. We know how to do more than push paper. Go ahead, Carol.
1: Go to war. So I know you've done a little bit of uh, research into this film. Any interesting tidbits or little bits of information that might be um, interesting for our listeners out there?
0: First of all, this uh, script actually was written back in 2009, so it took 10 years to make this film.
1: I know Michael Mann was attached to direct it at one point.
0: Right, right. Also, who were attached in the beginning for this film was uh, Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise. Hmm. Who do you think would have played? who? Which character?
1: I think Brad Pitt would have played uh, Ken Miles, I think. And Tom Cruise would have played uh, Carol Shelby,
0: but once James Mangold basically was attached to it, basically then then uh, Christian Bale was the first to be asked to come on.
1: And they worked together before in uh, Three Ten to Yuma. They
0: have yes. And once Matt Damon found out about James Mangold and and uh, Christian Bale working together, like he followed through. He just followed up quickly. Just he definitely wanted to work with Bale and Mangold um, together. And I honestly I honestly believe it was the perfect match I think mm. that how so uh, I think that f- for the most part like when I look at Christian Bale all the films I've seen him in American Psycho um, uh, even Empire of the Sun uh, and then uh, what else was that? I mean the Dark Knight trilogy um, what else was it 310 to Yuma and this is just strictly my opinion. I'm not saying that like this is this is what it is. Just strictly from my perspective, that there are certain patterns of of certain actors that you kind of catch on. You you kind of see certain habits.
1: So in in a sense, you're talking about like when a Big Pacino is always playing Big Pacino in certain. Basically,
0: regions. so with that said, um, it uh, it did not occur once. I uh, for me for. Ford versus Ferrari it was really weird uh, watching how he played Ken Miles I felt very immersed with his character oh yeah
1: he disappeared you know completely yeah and uh, it's funny and we'll talk about this a little later but there are moments where you think of big Christian Bale where he just kind of Goes for the jugular, yeah. And then you think about Christian Bale moments where he kind of just disappears into the role, and he just is that character. And I mean, Ken Miles wasn't a very famous person in real life, but um, with the if you watch like video clips of him or see photos, it's literally Christian Bale is he's changed his posture, how he carries himself, how he talks, how he acts. He is another person completely, and uh, it, it's it's very interesting to see. Someone like that play opposite someone like Matt Damon in this movie who um, is also a phenomenal actor, extremely well likable. I, I think he, in terms of likability, maybe he's second to only Tom Hanks in, in a lot of people's books. Mm. Yeah,
0: Is that in your book too?
1: I, I think he's up there. Yeah. Hmm. He, he's like the golden boy, you know, but I think he was great in this movie. Very effective. I, I think his acting is tends to be a little bit um, undervalued in a lot of ways. Um, and to see someone like that in a role like this, uh, it's, it's a lot like, uh, Ethan Hawke to Denzel Washington in training day, Matt Damon had to play his part, um, which was more of a subdued role to really let Christian Bale shine. But at the same time together, they both, I think made really great music. Their parts were very well-written. Um, their characters were were very fleshed out. And I thought that both of them did a great job inhabiting those roles, even though Christian Bale maybe had the, the showier role.
0: I mean, yeah, Matt Damon's great. I love, you know, obviously Academy Award winner and, and, and as well as Christian Bale, but, you know, same like, I don't know, Matt Damon, The Martian, uh, uh was it uh, Elysium, uh, Good Will Hunting? Like, I don't know. I just, it's just kind of, I'm sorry, it just seems a bit the same to me at times, you know? We Bought a Zoo, even We Bought a Zoo, <laughs> it's just, I just see Matt Damon. I don't know, maybe Team America screwed it up for me, because all I can think about is constantly Matt Damon. Like, I just see that <laughs> constantly going in my head every time I see him now. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Maybe that just ruined it for me, I don't know.
1: I don't know, I, I think Matt Damon was actually very good in this. Um, I, I yeah, thought his... Right, yeah, I, yeah, I th- that. That his part was uh, um, more restrained, I would say. I mean, early in the movie, we see that uh, he was one of the previous winners of the Le Mans race in, in France. And um, he is no longer able to race because of a heart condition. Mm. And so he's now a, a, a pilot who is grounded or a driver who had his keys taken away. So there's that, uh, that amount of longing where um, he can be near the track, but he can't be on the track. And so I think that whenever we see Ken Miles driving, we see that he is an extension of, of Carol. And every time we see Ken driving, we're reminded that Carol can't drive anymore. Um, and there's a scene early on where uh, Carol is watching Ken drive. And then Ken is about to pass. Um, he's in second place and he's about to pass the leader. And as he's making his push uh, um, to you know, pass that car in front of him, uh, Carol's watching, and they literally are thinking the same thing. Carol is like thinking, "Not yet, not yet, now." And as soon as he, he thinks now, what what do we see? Ken is is making his big push and is able to to win that particular race. So we see early on that um, Ken is an extension of Carol because Carol can't drive anymore; they're one and the same, um, and they think the same. So as much as they like each other or may not like each other, um, we see them. You know interacting in such a way which says that they have a lot of history that they know one another even though in real life that may not have been the case
0: funny enough i mean i just had this in my head like i just realized man we had jason Bourne and batman <laughs> playing together yeah. who would win <laughs> who would win I, uh, I'd say Jason Bourne.
1: Yeah. Well, if if you had Jason Bourne with no armor and you took all of Batman's toys away and you gave them like, uh, Jason Bourne never had armor. Yeah. He had never had armor. If you gave him a, a pencil, uh, or, uh, or, or like a, a Yeti cooler, <laughs> some kind of weapon, I, I think he might take Batman. A yo-yo. Yes. <laughs> You give Jason Bourne a yo-yo. Bruce Wayne is is hanging from that yo-yo in five <laughs> minutes. So yeah, Jason Bourne and Batman are, are teaming up to take down Enzo Ferrari. Yes. Yes.
0: <laughs> That's the funniest yeah. way to look at it. So what actually.
1: what are some of the themes that you saw in this movie? What are some of the things that really stuck out to you?
0: Oh man. Uh the themes that stuck stuck out for me was more of the relationship, the the growth and the and the closeness between uh carol shelby and ken miles even though when i when i was watching the film i thought oh man i think like the impression for me was these these guys were childhood friends or something you know they've known each other for a while but after when i was reading up on them and trying to figure out like how long have they really known each other actually wasn't that long they've only known each other since like probably like the close to early to mid 60s once the whole uh you know, uh, Ford trying to buy out, you know, Ferrari as they went bankrupt and whatnot, and and for and and then Ford wanting to create a race car, and either Carol, I think from when I was reading some of the trying to find some answers for these articles, like Carol just knew about uh, Ken Miles and just his reputation and how they just clicked. I just I just they naturally clicked in in the sense of like their passion and their drive. Uh, to do uh, great things when it comes to race cars, um, that relationship between the two stuck out to me the most. It, it was, it was so much fun to watch. It was, it was. I'm just more of an advocate for character development, and seeing that was great. So it wasn't about Ford versus Ferrari for me, really, about the car and like the greatness of the two, you know. Um, uh, manufacturers and whatnot. It was about, for me, Ken and Shelby mm. and their relationship. Mm. Yeah.
1: So, uh, one of the big things in the movie um, that I saw is uh, what men's egos drive them to do. And literally, this whole uh, war between Ford and Ferrari happened because uh, Enzo Ferrari took offense um, at how Ford was trying to buy out their company and the amount of control that they were trying to take. Uh, and when he took offense, he said things that made Henry Ford the second angry, which then drove him to spend whatever amount of, of money possible, whatever resource n- needed to go ahead and create a car that would just beat Ferrari. Mm. Um, and then we see later on uh, certain problems arise when um, we see that like management and the higher ups. Um, lose sight and lose track of what is happening out there on the racetrack. They have no idea. They how have they no idea know. what it takes to win a race. They just know they want to win a race. They're also trying to do it in such a way um, where they have full control that they are doing things their way just for the sake of feeling bigger uh, about themselves. And you know, we see that quite a bit with uh, uh, Josh Lucas's character Leo BB. I mean how true was that to real life? I am not sure. I'm not sure if they made him more antagonistic for the sake of conflict in the movie. But that does come into play quite a bit, especially at the end. You know, I don't want to give anything away or spoil anything. But um, yeah, I I really felt like this movie is about men's egos. And then those people that are then trying to uh, strive for excellence uh, in spite of the people that are above them trying to accomplish certain things in their own way. Do you you believe that a man's
0: passion and ambition can come without ego or it has to come with ego
1: i think it has to come with ego um and,
0: and, and like in like no matter what it can be even even in the smallest scale i guess it has to come with some form of ego you're saying
1: yeah i think it's human nature is it flawed yes but i think all of us want to accomplish something mm. um even if it's like even you, you can be the most philanthropic person in the world, but there's still a level of um, I did this. You know, if you accomplish something big, it's like you know I I put in the work, I put in the effort, I did this.
0: Well, I find that interesting only because like uh, if you remember uh, one of the scenes where you know uh, Bale's character is uh, not included in the race and he can only hear it through the radio, right? Like he's so. I feel like. Ken Miles, from what Bale was portraying, is very technical, and he's very meticulous about, you know, knowing how a car uh, needs to run, how to really output the best for that car, and how to handle it, how to be kind to it, even though you're trying to push it to its limit. And so, I don't know if it was so much for me. I mean, that's this is from what I that's why I was like curious to see, like when I asked you that question was. If it really was ego, or more for me, it was more that passion that that Ken knew what this car is capable of to win, to accomplish its 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 duty, yeah. I guess, as yeah. a, as a risk I, car. I, you
1: bring up a good point. Um, I think uh, for for uh, Carroll Shelby and Ken Miles, it was the pursuit of excellence. Uh, whether that was driven by ego or not, I think it's human nature for all of us to be driven somewhat by e- ego, and right, you know, once okay. again, that's flawed. But uh, they were by far uh, the least egotistical of any of the characters. Sure, in the yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. nice. So ultimately, uh, what is your if you had to give this a rating out of five stars, what would you give it?
0: I give it a strong uh, four, only and this is coming strictly from a audience point of view who you know knows somewhat about cars but not much about Le Mans I watched this film purely for the entertainment purposes of of a good story of character development cinematography everything that you know as as one videographer slash filmmaker would watch a film for um the performance was great. The cinematography was beautiful. And I thought it was clever once I read how they shot it. Uh, and direction, awesome. I think, you know, James Mangold uh, did a great job uh, editing, especially editing. The cadence of it, the rhythm was great. I, I I thought it was just well-timed to keep the momentum going.
1: All right. So one of your top 10 films of the year so far?
0: Yeah, the top 10 films. Yeah, I, I, I would say it is up there for sure. All right. Definitely. What about
1: you? Uh, I think I would give it a, a solid four stars. The performances were great. Um, James Mangold, as usual, is fantastic. In my opinion, he always finds a way to use everything he has available, all his resources, all his actors, to just tell the story the way it was meant to be told. And nothing sticks out that's bad. Uh, all the actors were effective. The performances were spot on. All the characters were three-dimensional um, from not even just Matt Damon and Christian Bale. I thought John Bernthal, is, as usual, as great as Lee Iacocca. Katrina Bauf from uh, Outlander uh, did a great job playing uh, Ken Miles' wife, Molly Miles. And uh, their son was also really great. Um, I don't want to butcher his last name. Noah Jupe, I believe his name is. Um, the Jupe. The jupe. <laughs> what, the jupe. What is that? I have
0: no idea. Okay. I just felt like saying so. it.
1: But yeah, he was. Uh, I remember him in Wonder, um, where he played uh, the lead character's best friend. But uh, the Jupe in Wonder. Yes, he was. He was really great. Maybe that. Maybe that name will catch Jupe. The Jupe. Anyway, that was our review of Ford versus Ferrari. It is now playing, so uh, go ahead and check it out if you have a moment. It is about two and a half hours long, so make sure you have a long moment to watch the movie. But it is well worth it. Uh, so we're going to take a little bit of a break, and then we'll come back and then talk about Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Christian Bale! (sighs) I'm going to show the people of Gotham their city doesn't belong to the criminals and the corrupt. People need dramatic examples to shake them out of apathy and I can't do that as Bruce Wayne. As a man, I'm flesh and blood, I can be ignored, I can be destroyed, but as a symbol, as a symbol I can be incorruptible, I can be everlasting. What symbol? Something.
0: Elemental, something terrifying. He's been compared to Elvis Costello, but I think Huey has a far more bitter, cynical sense of humor. Is that a raincoat? Yes, it is. In 87, Huey released this. Four, their most accomplished album i think their undisputed masterpieces hip to be square a song so catchy most people probably don't listen to the lyrics but they should because it's not just about the pleasures of conformity and the importance of trends. it's also a personal statement about the band itself and we're back thank you for tuning in with the pod fellas as we talk about films we're going to talk about christian bale
1: the bale how do you feel about him interesting that you asked that question I'm actually a very very big Christian Bale fan are you really yeah 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 I remember back in the day we were called Baleheads okay now I, you're I, just lying no no they, that that's an actual term people that I love don't believe Christian you. Bale. I yeah. do not believe no, you no for, for a fact if you look up Baleheads it, it's an actual if you google it it'll come up
0: and you're a part of this
1: I was a Balehead yes I was but the thing about it was this is before he was really mainstream um This is pre-Batman. He was um, in a lot of smaller indie films. And he um, developed a reputation for going all out in whatever role that he played. Um, I mean, American Psycho was one. Uh, He played Patrick Bateman. I mean, this guy transformed his body. If If you literally look up Christian Bale in American Psycho, this guy was like yoked. He was shredded, ripped. And then... He goes from something like that to um, getting down to 120 pounds in The Machinist, playing a guy that hasn't slept in I don't know how long. And then um, later on when he got bigger uh, and more popular, um, I think the bell heads had an issue with that because as soon as he got cast in Batman, a lot of people loved it, but I felt like some of that... Some of his street cred, I guess you could say, was a little bit gone because all of a sudden he's now playing Bruce Wayne as Batman. He started playing more noticeable, larger roles in studio films. But I think his, from what I could see at least, um, his approach to his characters uh, hasn't changed at all. He's still that chameleon that will literally transform. I think we need to literally start calling him the human yo-yo. He literally, I don't know how he does it he is probably one of the most disciplined guys in the world coming from a guy who has no discipline in what he eats or drinks. But this guy. True story. I, <laughs> I know. He yeah, True story. Yes. Yeah. He. Well, I don't know how he gets fat to be Dick Cheney and then will come right back down to play Ken Miles. I don't know how he gets down to 120 pounds to play the machinist and then gets up to 200 pounds of solid muscle to play Batman. And he just, does this okay okay so
0: actually i do have facts from an interview okay from ford versus ferrari when matt was trying to get into the role for uh carol shelby Mm -hmm. um and obviously carol shelby was a bit bigger um and he asked uh since since bale was playing ken miles who was a lot thinner he literally asked him like Bale, like Christian, like what's your secret? Like this is from an interview. We asked him like what's your secret? Like do you do you do the keto diet? Do you do intermittent fasting? Like what do you do? And Christian Bale looks at him and goes, no, like I,
1: I just starve. <laughs> He's like, I don't, like, he doesn't eat. He just star. He starves himself. The supermodel diet.
0: <laughs> he literally doesn't no eat. No
1: offense to supermodels. <laughs>
0: But no, like isn't that nuts? He does not eat, and and it's like, what? Like he literally starves himself to drop all that weight. Yeah. So, uh, you said you were a bale head. Yes, <laughs> for however. Well, I still can't believe there's such a thing. Um, what makes you were, and why aren't you now?
1: No, I am still a bale head. Still yes. a bale head. But here's the thing about great actors, and this is this the struggle is. When certain great actors, um, once they start playing um, the same types of characters, it's almost expected that they act like a certain caricature of themselves. And I don't think Christian Bale has gotten there yet. But I think um, someone that is that charismatic and that can own the screen that much, we're talking like a De Niro or a Pacino or a Joaquin Phoenix, they always run the danger of becoming too big for the movie or too big for the part, which once again, as we talked about, doesn't really happen in Ford versus Ferrari. He becomes that character. He literally transforms. But, um, I mean, if you think of big Christian Bale, I think of Christian Bale playing drums in the big short. I think of him playing, uh, Dickie Eklund in the fighter, which won Academy award before. And he was phenomenal in it. Yes. But, you know, once again, he starred for that too, probably he did. Yeah. But he literally, um, I think almost runs the risk of becoming too big in that you, you almost forget the movie and you start looking at this actor who is so good in that part, which is kind of crazy to think that an actor could be so good that it takes you out of the movie. But um, I think he it was always tricky that he would run the risk of that. But if he wasn't doing that, or pushing the the boundaries to the point where he would do that, I feel like it wouldn't be a, an actual Christian Bale performance. Now, what I mean by that is, if you watch him in the Dark Knight trilogy, hmm. um, he was great in it. But it was a different type of part where I felt like he wasn't being the Christian Bale that we're used to seeing on camera. He wasn't being too big for the screen because the part of Batman was big enough. So we kind of just... Um, became a service to the story that was being told, which is, I don't know. It, I mean, it was his biggest mainstream movie to date. I mean, literally, it doesn't get bigger than playing well, course, the number one. Yeah, it's like you're the biggest pop culture icon in the entire world, you know? Right. But uh, in the process of playing that, I felt like he disappeared again a, a bit, which is nice to see. But at the same time, I'm conflicted because we want to see Christian Bale be, being Christian Bale on camera.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I get that. I mean, that's well, like I said, though, for me, as I said earlier, th- there are just certain patterns with actors that I notice that, that make me realize, oh, this is Christian Bale or, oh, this is Johnny Depp, you know, oh, this is Matt Damon kind of thing. You know, I'm just throwing out like certain just examples. um, And I don't know, like, I, 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 see, I understand what you're saying. I think for me, it was just uh, Ford versus Ferrari was for me, at least the first two really be immersed with uh, the character that he was portraying yeah and and it was the
1: perfect amount of Christian Bale and yet he was still in service to the story and you felt like the director really knew what he was doing he knew the tools that he had to work with Mm -hmm. the actors he had to work with and he did everything that he possibly could with that to you know in service of the story
0: so thank you James Mangold
1: yes thank you thank thank you you for Logan by the way which was phenomenal
0: very good thank you for Oliver and company yes he wrote that actually in direct
1: <laughs> yes thank you mr mangle thank
0: you mr mangle thank you for getting thank goals. you
1: for night and day by the way <laughs> with cameron diaz and tom cruise i mean what a man you, of gold. you are with your weight in gold sir yes he yes is. <laughs> so anyway so I, i'm gonna i'm gonna run through a list of movies that christian bell has been in and the characters that he played and i just want to get your initial thoughts Actually, be you
0: know what, though? I, yeah. you know, No, no, no. I, I got to do a reversal on that for you because you have definitely watched a lot more than I have of Christian Bale. Okay, so I have a list uh, of movies
1: right here. The list is life.
0: The list is life, yes. So, um, let's see. What do I have? Let's start with uh, oh, American Psycho.
1: Ah, American Psycho. Classic. He played Patrick Bateman. This movie was so friggin'. Like, just off the reservation. Um, he took some serious risks in this movie. He It was literally like Christian Bale, unplugged, off the reservation. I don't know what was happening, but when I was watching it, I just knew I could not take my eyes off of it. Was it big? Was it too much? I don't know. But all I know is I watched that and I was like, okay. Whatever he's in, I'm going to watch it. I don't know what I'm going to get it later, but whatever he's in, I'm going to watch it. I will say, though, I liked him quite a bit Equilibrium, which was... Really? Uh, yes. I actually liked Equilibrium quite a bit. I liked his performance. I wasn't quite so sure how to make, what to make of Taye Digg's performance. Cause, uh, so, for those of you that don't know, uh, they live in a world... Uh, the future. Yes. Where, where all
0: forms of feeling are illegal.
1: Yes. You're not allowed to feel. So you take drugs so you don't feel anything. And because of that, all wars have stopped. And uh, Christian Bale plays a guy named John Preston who is an enforcer. There, there's a scene <laughs> where he starts to feel things for the first time and he doesn't want to go back. And then from there on out, he plays an enforcer who is trying hard to pretend like he's not feeling things. But deep down... He's literally exploding with emotion because it's things that he hasn't felt. And to play that, um, that is something that really stuck out from that movie. The rest of it was whatever. I mean.
0: Is that how you usually feel? What? Just explosive? Yes. Just not knowing how to handle it?
1: Truly deeply explosive. Oh. Yes. I am I am a wellspring of internal things that are willing, <laughs> just wanting to burst forth. Uh, the machinist. I just remember 120 pounds. Lost he, too much weight. He literally, yeah, yeah. He looks sickly. Yeah. So that, in my opinion, was just okay. I'm a bailhead, and this guy just, I don't know, lost what 80 pounds, and now he looks like a skeleton. And I don't, I honestly don't remember anything about the movie other than just it. It was literally like you were driving by a a, a car crash, and you can't just help to stare at it. You know, Hmm. so incredible performance. He went for it, he did it. But honestly, I don't, I can't say I love the movie, but I can't say I didn't like it because, once again, all I can think of is Christian Bale as a skeleton. So that's, I think, a moment where the character gets too big for the movie. And does it help the movie? Maybe not so much, but it. It did a lot for the bail heads out there, I'd say.
0: And now in 2005, obviously, we get into the Dark Knight series. Yes. And that is Batman Begins, which obviously you and I both have seen.
1: No, I don't think I've seen it.
0: Really? Well, no, let me just uh, let me break good. it down for you.
1: Uh, the Dark Knight is only my second favorite movie ever made. Really? What's your it? first? The Godfather. Ah, okay.
0: Great, Great film. There's nothing, you know, I mean, Batman is my favorite DC character. Uh, I will say, in comparison to uh, Michael Keaton. I don't know. They they all play a very different role of their portrayal of Batman.
1: I got a movie for you. Did you watch Rescue Dawn?
0: I have not. 2006. Okay. I, that was out in 2006. Once
1: yeah. again, this is Bale going full Bale. He...
0: What does that mean?
1: To go full Bale?
0: Yeah, what is full Bale?
1: You are not a bailhead, my friend.
0: I am not a bailhead. So please, explain. So he
1: played a... Uh... A POW, Prisoner of War, a starving Prisoner of War. So here he goes losing all the weight again. And he literally ate a live snake, maggots, and worms in the movie. Because that's what the characters in the movie were doing. So he did it.
0: Is that just... Are you just saying that he's method acting in a sense?
1: No. Well, yes. But literally, he ate a friggin' live snake (laughs) in the movie. When you say going full bail... (laughs) That's full bail. Is full bail the new church method? Yes, bellheads were, were were bowing at the altar of <laughs> Christian Bale at that moment. That's hilarious. He went full bail.
0: <laughs> he went full bail. Yes, that is so funny. Three Ten Yuma.
1: Oh, great movie. Once again, James Mangold. He was phenomenal in it. And but here is a movie where he um, inhabited the character fully, but disappeared in the role. It wasn't full bail. But it was enough bail to fill the movie. I love how it was just like, yeah. there's, there's
0: increments in and yeah. percentage of bales, yeah. how bail goes
1: bail. Yeah, full bail.
0: <laughs> oh, man, that's interesting.
1: So th- this is like a half bail, which is <laughs> <laughs> generally it had like really <clears throat> the perfect amount of bail for a movie.
0: Mm. <laughs> half baleful.
1: Yeah. <laughs> The glasses have bail. <laughs> glasses have uh, Okay. Um, all right. Here's I the did, one. Here's I the did one.
0: not know he was in. I'm not there either. But yeah. Anyways, yeah. go on. You're saying?
1: Y- you're not where? I'm not there. Really? When will you be? No, I will never be there. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Here's here's one.
0: Terminator Salvation. It, it was just a roller coaster ride. It was just a ride for me. It, it just. Honestly the way he talks to it was very similar to to Batman like just the way he was like expressing his anger frustration all that stuff like like I said it was just that to me was just being Christian Bale kind of thing the patterns I guess huh. that's the best way I can explain right. it really
1: Well um this is of course the set of this movie was where he had his uh, notorious uh, meltdown where he uh, had his like running with the
0: chain holbut
1: the dp chain the the Shane dp holbut yeah. Hurl butt. Hurl butt. Don't hurl your butt at me.
0: I didn't, but now that I think about it, don't make me.
1: Yes, but okay. Christian Bale definitely hurled some insults at Mister Hurl butt. <laughs> did he not?
0: Oh man, yes he did. Yes he did.
1: Yes. So should we should we play the clip? We'll play a small clip, sure. Okay. A little snippet. bit. All right, let's, here it let's is. Go.
0: Here it is. I'm gonna go. You want me to go? trash your lights do you want me to trash them then why are you trashing my scene I'm not trying to you are trashing my scene you do it one more time and I ain't walking on this set if you're still hired I'm serious you're a nice guy you're a nice guy but
1: I don't cut it when you are around like this on set and we're back how'd you like that it was awkward yeah but he went full bail (laughs) You went full bail, <laughs> literally, literally. That that's full bail.
0: That bail was full.
1: <laughs> yes, the glass was not half, half bail. bail. <laughs> it was full bail. Was, that was a full, that was it's, it was
0: it was flowing bail. <laughs> yeah, it was unhinged. Do you think he deserved it to to have that be in public?
1: I'm sure. A lot of worse behavior was not ever leaked. And uh, I mean, of course. Yeah. But
0: now I'm just saying, like, the fact that it has been leaked and something like this, you know, we can think that yeah. the worst have been done. But now that we have evidence, well, of the fact it,
1: that it got leaked meant that someone felt like it was wrong. It was wrong. Like, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, do you think his career suffered as a result of this tape getting leaked?
0: Um,. No, obviously, because we see him still working. Yeah. We still see him doing great things.
1: I almost feel like it added to the mystique of Christian Bale to know that oh, here's an actor but you that to re- goes you to Bale.
0: You have to remember, though, he did already you know come back to apologize. He so did. he, he did, did a public apology, and that's fine, and all is forgiven now. And I love this next film. I know you don't, because uh, I mean, I I really do enjoy. Some of the uh, ways that that Michael Mann does his directing, Public Enemies. Mm. I I know it was I know it was, it seemed unorthodox the way how he handled the camera, but I I I loved Public Enemies
1: with Johnny Depp. With Johnny Depp. I just love the character that Christian Bale played. His name Melvin Purvis. Yeah. Melvin Purvis. <laughs> <laughs> that that's about as like nineteen twenties like as you could get.
0: Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, did he go full bail? Uh, I don't, know. I don't I, know.
1: He he went enough bail. He went enough bail. Was Johnny Depp full Johnny Depp?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he was yeah. a,
1: a restrained Johnny. He wasn't um, Sparrow Johnny.
0: <laughs> or or Edward uh, hand Johnny.
1: Yes, or uh, just any. Or Willy Wonka Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> uh so, yes uh all right so i'm gonna run down a list of, of some movies sure and we're gonna each of us are gonna say full bail half, half bail. bail or no bail no or, not enough, <laughs> or bail. not enough bail not enough bail yeah okay all right ford versus ferrari
0: oh man uh full bail i would say
1: the right amount of bail for the movie
0: you know what? Like, okay, let me let me try to break this down though. Like when you say full bail, like are you talking about being very immersed to where like he just disappears within the character? Or like you know, oh this is
1: like, He's bigger than the movie Bail. He he's larger than life bail.
0: Uh okay, I will say just enough bail then. Okay. Okay, okay. All right. Uh the big short. Uh, somewhat? Well, I don't know. I just, I, I, you know, I, I honestly, I can't remember that movie as well as I should have probably.
1: Yeah, I, I would say, from what I can remember, yeah, I, I would say, okay, we, we, we should have allowed for more gray area in in this uh, rating criteria here. Sure. I would say three quarters bail. <laughs> okay. Yeah, the 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 drum scenes where he's drumming, that's 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 going full bail. <laughs> but uh, I thought he was really good. He's never. He's always good. First off, Let, let's get this straight. Yeah, that's coming from Christian a Bale. Bale is always good.
0: Yeah, but you're a bailhead. Yes, that's, but that just seems that seems like not. I don't yeah. know if that's fair.
1: Uh, Exodus, Gods and Kings. He played Moses. <laughs> Let my people go.
0: I couldn't take him seriously. <laughs> I just couldn't
1: take yeah. him seriously. <laughs> Let my people go. <laughs>
0: Oh man, oh full bail—that's for sure. That this is. Right. Just...
1: <laughs> All right, here we go. American Hustle. Oh
0: man, uh, you know there there was a pretty good cast in that. Yeah. I would say he, you know, he was he was a good balance.
1: I, I would say I thought he was full, Bill, but everyone was full, everything. Like, well, that's
0: what balanced like, it out, right? Yeah,
1: it, that movie was just made to be full, like. <laughs>
0: full every, it yeah, was full, just full of it.
1: It's full Jennifer Lawrence, full <laughs> Bradley Cooper, full Amy <laughs> Adams. It was just like everyone is just like going on blast, just like. I mean. It, it, but it was fun. Yeah? Yeah. That's yeah, true. Yeah. But he did go full bail in that he gained a ridiculous amount of weight. That's not character. really
0: going full bail, though. That's just who he... To me, it's like... That's what he does all the time in all yeah. his films. Yeah. So full bail for me is just, you know... uh, uh What is it? Um, Terminator full bail for me. To huh. me, Terminator is full bail. <laughs> Seriously. Okay. Yeah.
1: I mean, That's one of those things. Christian Bale is never going to play like the site character he's not going to play the doctor delivering the baby in the scene no. which by the way i was watching lady in the tramp and it took place in like old school england and do you know who delivers the baby to the main family ken Jung. <laughs> i'm just like what the heck what? anyway are you serious yeah, but that will never be christian bale yeah. <laughs> okay if he did he'll, he'll do something crazy he'll like gain a hundred pounds and play like uh a hundred pound overweight, you know him doctor. and
0: him and his weight gain and yeah. loss, man. All right, dedication. The fighter. Oh, uh, that you know that was a good balance to me.
1: But he was full bell.
0: Was he though? Like to me with Mark Wahlberg, I thought like.
1: Well, Mark Wahlberg played the straight character. I feel like.
0: Sure, right, right, right. But I'm saying like with, <sighs> I. That film was to me it was such a great film as well. I don't know I don't know full bail like he wasn't acting mm, you know what I have this I have to say this then the fighter was probably the other film where basically he was well immersed in his character uh-huh. of, of um, Eckland um, so Dickie Dickie Eckland yeah. and and actually seeing some uh, interviews and also at the end of the film you see Dickie Eckland and his and his uh, younger brother um, kind of just doing a short interview. Yeah. You know, it, it wasn't it wasn't off the rails what Christian Bill was trying to portray. It was a good balance. <laughs> yeah. I mean I the
1: character itself was larger than life. And if you've seen the real Dickie Eklund in interviews, the guy was like he's just full of life. I I, mean, I I guess
0: I guess when it comes to going full bail, I feel like when I feel like it's when you look at christian bale's scenes that it seems to be overbearing more than any other characters in the film itself like to me i feel like that's what it means to go full bail i guess in my head but in terms of the fighter uh mark Wahlberg uh, and and christian bale um the mother who plays also like in that film like they all amy adams they all i feel like had a great balance where it wasn't going full anything like like you really saw the dysfunction of that so for me i feel like it was a good balance i don't know
1: let me ask you a question here um you know people were really stoked to know that the man that played Pete, uh, patrick bateman would play bruce wayne um in the nolan trilogy do you think that someone other than christian bell could have played that part i did did, did he bring a, a certain level of baleness to the part that made that batman timeless or was it the storytelling bigger than the character and can someone else have played it
0: yeah but can you i mean can anyone go uh playing batman any differently where it's such a timeless character it's it's such a old character it's
1: true when you think of batman and bruce wayne we all bring our own ideas we all know the story yeah could he have done much different probably not so
0: he kind of stuck to knowing what you yeah. know is the essence of who Bruce Wayne yeah. is,
1: and, and you know, totally I mean, that, understandable. I mean, that just,
0: it's just superheroes, though. You know, in yeah. general, that's just superheroes in general. They yeah. all, we, you know, they, those are those are timeless uh, pieces. Yeah, in comparison to say American Psycho or, yeah. um, uh, obviously, Ken Miles or or you know biopic characters or whatever you know. True. Like, like to to mold something uh, from a fictional character that's been around for so long, I I don't know what you I don't know I've, now that I think about it like to do something so much differently than that in comparison to villains I feel like there, there's there's something interesting there right for superheroes you can't really mold remold them to yeah. to be something different but for yeah. a villain you
1: can right. Yeah. I mean, it was done multiple times with the Joker. Right. Okay. In, in The Dark Knight. Um I just realized Heath, that. Yeah, Heath Ledger's Joker didn't have an origin story. And Christopher Nolan thought it would be more effective if the Joker didn't actually we didn't know where he came from. He he was a force of nature instead of a human being. Yeah. Which is very different from Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. And I think both can exist at the same time. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So
0: yeah, for, for for Bale, like yeah, I guess I can understand, yeah, he was the least amount of Bale in Batman because yeah. you can't really go anywhere else with with yeah. the way how you mold that yeah. man definitely unless you change his background his whole entire upbringing i guess
1: yeah so that is our in-depth look into the career of christian bale thank you guys for tuning in and listening to us
0: hopefully we didn't bore you
1: yeah hopefully we didn't bore you we're not bored but we're probably we probably did we're not bored no we're not no. bored no, no they're, they're not bored they're you not, think they're bored
0: i don't know are we to, boring i something <laughs> you're looking at me like you're trying to hypnotize me no. to tell them that we're not Am I boring, boring? Are you boring? I I don't know. I'm
1: definitely not boring.
0: I like to think I'm not boring. Yeah. But then again, I've never done a podcast.
1: Yes. I just but, like, yeah. Anyway, we'll be back next week, and we'll be doing a review of the film A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, starring Tom Hanks, directed by Marielle Heller, and then we'll be talking a little bit about the film career of Tom Hanks. He has played a slew of likable characters, uh, iconic characters, and what makes him so effective in the movies that he chooses to act in. So that was our review on Christian Bale.
0: Where the frick did that come from? Oh my God. Next week,
1: we'll be reviewing A Beautiful Day in the
0: Neighborhood. I don't think they need to share this segment with that. Anyways.